that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Is this a personnel issue? Is I think I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I I think, and again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his can't, part. You can't, you can't, you cannot whiff with this much talent. And I love Texas Tech. This is home. And I get to stay home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, joining me once again on this Mardi Gras Tuesday. It's Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you prepping for festivities? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here right now. Nobody else <laughs> in the state is working at this moment. I was about I to say, you got to be the only guy on. in Baton Rouge and all the way to New Orleans that's working I right have, now. I have my Mardi Gras shirt on, so I'm I'm with them in spirit right now. But uh, I'm gonna have to gonna have to go uh, go crazy after this. <laughs> but uh, I gotta catch up. But no, it's a. Uh, it was a busy weekend of basketball. Um, kept me plenty busy on on the couch. That is, and we got a lot to talk about here. Yep, I mean we had some pretty good results last night um, and this weekend too. Uh, we we've always mentioned how we were kind of waiting on this Houston Memphis game. Uh, you know that that happened finally over the weekend, and we had a overtime classic that we're ready to take another victory lap on last night. Let's start with Houston. Let's start with Houston men's basketball because, that, like you said, the the game against Memphis was the one we were kind of waiting on. Now this was their home game against Memphis, and Memphis, mm-hmm. while they are the the second best team in the American, yeah, uh, they are not. You know, it's not like this was two Titans coming in that were like sure. you know both twelve and one or something. I think uh, Memphis was ten and three, I believe, at this point. Mm-hmm. So coming in, they were good. They, I don't think they are a great team. Um, I still think they're probably a tournament team, but it's not like they are this you know juggernaut of a team that was really going to challenge Houston if Houston sure. played well. The question was, was that Houston to this point in the season, in my opinion, has been very underwhelming in in certain instances. I think we've sure. seen it throughout the year where. Uh, they either haven't been able to blow teams out, or they've just straight lost, you know, games to Temple. Uh, I will say that that St. Them. Mary's win's looking great now, though. Like St. Mary's, yes. uh, that 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 win is probably aged easily the best of all of them. Uh, yes. But I agree, there's been kind of like, you know, that weird loss to Temple. You know that that it's in the AAC wasn't going to really test them that much, and so we were kind of figuring figuring that even this team this memphis team was going to be the best test they were going to have until the all probably until what second sweet yeah second round cb16 almost yeah and then the the problem was memphis also was was without kendrick davis mm-hmm. uh, which put them in a position where they still have talent sure. but i mean obviously kendrick davis is is a star yeah. So we we talked about him last year at SMU a lot. So it'll that was interesting. They still couldn't quite pull away for a mm-hmm. bit. Um, 
you know, I'm not going to complain too much at a 72 to 64 win uh, where they were in the lead for pretty much the entire game. Mm -hmm. But still, uh, without Kendrick Davis, it was the result I was expecting to see with the win. Uh, The problem is, you know, they shoot three of 17 from three. Um, They only had nine offensive rebounds. Memphis had 12. It's like, it's all the things we've talked about this year was where they have the talent with, you know, Marcus Sasser and Jairus Walker and Jamal Shedd and whatnot. Um, but they're not quite as uh, physically overwhelming, I guess, as they've been in years past. Or even or even earlier this year. Like, I think we've seen, you know, in some of their blowout wins earlier this year, you've seen them kind of really flex their muscles. Um, and I guess that's like, I guess that's like, it's not a, it's not a concern for me, right? Because I think, you know, regardless, eight point win, cool. You know, I'm not, like you said, I'm not going to yeah. complain about that. Um I guess I would just like to see it again, right? I would like to see Memphis come out and play pretty well and then Houston have to hit kind of that next gear Um, because we haven't had to see that for roughly, what, a month, over a month I'll say the only game really that I can look at and be like, dang, that was a super impressive win. Since the Virginia win, December Mm -hmm. 17th, throughout conference, the only game where I looked that I watched that I was like, damn, this team, you know, looks the part Mm -hmm. is their win at Tulane. Where they won eighty to sixty. That's true. That that, that was a good one because Tulane that was, was on a decent mom, decent yeah. mom, uh, run of games there, and it was on it was at Tulane too. It was slow, sold out, um, mm-hmm. and so that was yeah. That but that's a good point. Like it's still we're coming up on roughly a month of that, and again, not that I'm concerned, right? I think this is still probably the best, if not at very worst, what second, third best team in the country right now, um, based off what we've seen. Um, but there's a there just comes a difference between having being asked to do it a couple of times in the regular season versus just like tournament time, boom, go. Right. Um, we're seeing in the big 12 right now, all these teams are going to be tested. And like, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a ton of teams in the sweet 16, make it through from the big 12, because they're all going to be playing. I mean, as we saw with the, the sec challenge, right. Oklahoma goes out and they're no, not Oklahoma. Um, yeah, it was Oklahoma. Oklahoma blew out Alabama. Uh, Alabama, right? And so, like, it was like, oh, geez, where'd that come from? I was like, because they're playing Texas and Kansas and Baylor, right? And obviously, if you're Houston, yeah, sure, you're not going to be probably pedal to the metal against Temple, right, yeah. or Tulsa. Um, but that comes from – that's why these these two Memphis games, I think we're going to be a little bit more um, – uh, I was going to have a little bit more of an eye on them. And Houston, the one, the one weakness, quote-unquote weakness – Houston has, they give up a lot of threes and without a Kendrick Davis, right. That takes a lot of Memphis's uh, outside shooting away. Mm-hmm. And the one, again, the one weakness Houston has is, and this is part of their defense. They give up a lot of good looks from three because they're just going to make you absolutely give you no shot inside without Kendrick Davis. They really weren't able Memphis wasn't able to exploit that as much. Uh, what did they go from three, six of 15, and so I think you can probably add what five to seven three point yeah. attempts at least with Kendrick Davis there. Maybe add a couple makes. I don't know, but the defense, the offense does change a lot when you have Kendrick Davis and you have DeAndre Williams kind of handling um, uh, uh, most of the most of the ball, if not all of the ball. Um, and they finished with what nine? Yeah, nine assists, right? And so it wasn't uh, you 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 lose that kind of game breaking player who I think would have made Houston a little bit more challenged. Granted, they're still the top ten team, the top team in Kempom. They retook the number one spot in AP. Yep. Um, 
So I, th- I think regardless, I'm very happy with this eight point win. I would be, I'm excited to see them in the last game of the season against uh, at Memphis. Cause uh, yeah, that, that'll be the last time I think they'll really get a chance to be tested unless they run into him again in the conference tournament. I'm just thinking the last two years, the final four run two years ago, and then the elite eight run last year. Yeah. They kind of felt the same to me um, in terms of the, the equation to winning games. Mm-hmm. was just what we've talked about where they're just going to play elite defense, rebound the hell out the ball and then kind of just punish you physically, but they didn't have the talent to sure. overwhelm you. Even with Quentin Grimes and that team, that team struggled plenty to score. Yeah. This team, it feels like the equation is a little bit different for them. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing because they have more talent, but it feels like they're going to have to shoot the ball well against these good teams that they play they can't have the outings where like they have to play like they did against virginia like mm-hmm. we said they have to play even in that loss to alabama i didn't think they were bad like that that type yeah, of no, game, i think that yeah i thought that was a good performance from them like the st mary's i i think in bracketology st mary's is what like a five six seven seed somewhere in that range like they're actually pretty low compared to their ken palm i believe um, yeah, Ken Baum has them as yeah the let's see bracketology has them as a five now and ken Baum has them what is it seven seventh best so five, team let's Let's just say let's say let's say they're a four or five seed. Like, yeah, they play them in like the Sweet Sixteen, okay, like yeah. that type of game in the Sweet Sixteen, and you're just moving on from there. So every game after those first two rounds, and even you know if we say an eight seed that they play is going to be, heck, TCU's falling pretty far. They might be an eight seed at this point. Um, but like, I'm so just saying. Well, I, I'm curious. Here's the thing. Here, let's. So I'm looking at their bracketology right now. Right. Um, they have them as the. Third number one, okay. I think, which I think is fair. Yeah, third number one. I would have them um, second. Yes. Oh, do that. Let me see. I'm looking. At I this don't. Wrong. They might have dropped Purdue down a bit. No, yeah, you're right. Second, you're right. You're right. Okay. So, let's put it this way: if this is if this is how it plays out, second round they got a And M. Right, so it's like, but but I and that's not to say a full podcast. If Houston, I love that game. That is a, I, I think that's a fantastic game. game. But and I still would take Houston in that game. But yeah. that's my that goes to our point. That's the best team they've played since Virginia, Virginia. right? Yeah. And so, like in over a month, two months, two months, <laughs> all two of months. a sudden you you beat you beat a And M Corpus Christi. Boom, you play a And M. All of a sudden you're playing your best team in two months, and it's like, oh, damn. Okay, that's kind of what we what we mean by we're looking for some, this is what we're looking for, right? This is the yeah. standard that they're at now. Um, Cause at that point, then you get the winner out of Miami uh, or Marquette. Right. So mm-hmm. like that, that's a, that's a, first of all, this Midwest region, if this falls out like this, this is insane. <laughs> uh, Kansas state and Texas are the three and two. Uh, Missouri is a 10 Michigan state's a seven. <laughs> uh, this region is nasty. If this, if this falls like this, but this um, is our point. That, that's right. No, that, that, like, exactly. Where it's like, you look at a, you look at a Texas, as a number two in that one, you're like, oh yeah, you get Missouri or Michigan State. Cool. Yeah, I'd take Texas. Absolutely. They played five teams better than that in the past yeah. month, right? Yeah. Um, Kansas State, same thing, right? USC, Wisconsin, San Diego State. Yeah, of course. I'd take them. They've t- you know, they come out of the Big 12. Um, but yeah, like that's the point. Is like the second round, all of a sudden, yeah, you're playing somebody better than any team in your conference. And again, that isn't just a Houston thing. That's been a Gonzaga thing. That's gonna be a St. Mary's thing, right? They come from the West Coast Conference too. Um, that's least, gonna be at least St. Mary's and Gonzaga played each other. That's like that's, that's, that's what, that's what too, we're saying. Yeah. We were hoping Memphis sure, sure, sure. would be like 
yeah. that tier to where it'd be Memphis, Houston, play each other twice. Cool. Y'all got a little sparring session in before mm-hmm. the actual fight. Cause that's what I watched Gonzaga and St. Mary's go double overtime. Like, right. like that, that type of game matters. Yeah. So. And like, I think the, the, the past couple times Houston's been eliminated. Like you look back at the Baylor game, which of course was just a, you know, bad yeah. matchup, I think, but yeah. I think that weakness Although that, although this team is like way better offensively and and ceiling wise than that team was, the weakness defensively is still similar. They still give up the three point three point shot, which Baylor absolutely exploited in that game. Even last year, Villanova didn't shoot great against them, but they still shot about twenty five threes against this team, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, again. I just want to, I would love to see a team just like poke them and prod them a little bit, right? To be able to say, oh, this team's shooting about 38% from three against Houston, you know, yeah. where's that next gear? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I still, like I said, I still think this is the best, second best team in the country. You know, what it, it is what it is. So I'm not going to uh, be mad at that. No, I agree. Yeah. To your point, uh, opponents are shooting 45% of their shots from three. Yeah. So a, I mean, they're not that's, making them. To be fair, you know, right, right, right. Exactly. I mean, defense this... is is good, but they're right. They're of the defense that will let you shoot the, the right. They want you to shoot the threes that they want you to shoot to. A degree. Yeah, you're not. You're Once not. You you're not them. getting inside on this team, right? This yeah. team's lengthy. This team has shot blockers. They're, they're just not. Their positioning is great. They're not going to let you shoot on the inside. So that's the shot that they give you, and that's the shot that teams are taking. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Next, let's go to the Big 12 here because there's always plenty to talk about in the Big 12. We love (laughs) talking about the Big 12. Um, We can start positive, but I want to start negative because I watched, I mean, TCU, I watched TCU Kansas. A lot of people are picking TCU to beat Kansas. We can can stay on Kansas and go to Baylor, Kansas too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just the whole whole Kansas weekend here of Kansas taking out Texas. I mean, what's new, I guess. Yeah. but yeah, I watched this game. A lot of people picked TCU, and it's just watching TCU play Kansas. It felt like Kansas is on a different level. It felt and, yeah, it felt like TCU was like really straining to get yeah. to like stay within. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's unfair to to TCU, but uh, because maybe I shouldn't be holding them to the standard of Kansas. But this is a team that has now lost five of its last six, six of its last eight, and after starting 13 and one is now 18 and 10. So what is that? Five and nine in the last mm-hmm. 14. Um, and they beat Baylor by one when, you know, Baylor was losing those games. I'm just saying, if you look at their resume, mm-hmm. they're not going to get many favors from the, the committee here. I just, they're really not. And I yeah. joked about them being an eight seed. I don't know what bracketology has. If you still have that up where they have has them as a six right now. Okay. <laughs> I think they held um, on from his last projection. All right. Well, you have Texas Tech, Texas, and Oklahoma as their last three games. Like, if they don't go uh-huh. two and one at least in that stretch, yeah, they're gonna drop. They're gonna drop. Like that Texas Tech game. Texas Tech needs to win it to get mm-hmm. to like get in the turn. We talked about that last podcast. Go check that out. But if and if TCU loses it, they're dropping down to an eight. Like it's it's yeah. a swing game in a lot of ways on Saturday for Texas Tech and TCU. So. Yeah, I where are you concerned with TCU? Or, I mean, we we seem like we came around after that slow start. Yeah, yeah, I I am. Um, part of me wants is giving them a little bit of grace because they played a lot of that stretch without Mike Miles. Yes. Um. So you know, part of me wants to 
you know, wait for him to really get back. He played. He got know, hurt he in the pl- Mississippi State game. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. The, so I mean, let's say yeah, they lost four four out of five after that. Point B. So. I mean, he played almost the whole game yesterday, so like he's probably fine. But yeah. that, at least for like my own purposes, is taking the whole slump into account i'm going to kind of give him some leeway but regardless you know that still doesn't take away from the fact that yeah they're running into a texas tech team that all of a sudden maybe is still holding on to the tournament berth um and uh, on on saturday and yeah i mean i i would be oh and three is not out of the table on this run right i would probably lean more towards two and one but i again a slump can get you in some bad spots and Against Kansas, like especially in the first half, I think they shoot up their defense in the second half. But the first half, I thought Kansas was getting a lot of easy looks on the inside, dump offs, and um, I don't know. I thought their defense was a little bit too easily penetrated. Um, regardless, I'm not panicking yet, but it is a bad sign. Um, I think it's a great sign that Mike Miles played almost the whole game. So I think that means he's more or less healthy. Um, it just depends on how they, you know, just depends on how they finish out. I, you know, like you mentioned, I wouldn't be shocked if they probably fell to an eight. Um, if, especially if they go one and two, oh, and three, um, easily. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to take something from this game. Um, just because I do think Kansas is kind of hitting that gear that I didn't think they were hitting earlier or that they were going to hit earlier in the year. So is it too early to say that this season has been pretty disappointing for TCU? No, I think it, I think that's fair to say, honestly. No, um, I, it, the, there's a lot left here. I understand we don't need that sure, conversation sure. Well, right but, now, like, but... Let's look at last year, right? They finished the year well last year, but you could still say 21 and 13 is disappointing for what we probably expected, right? Yeah. Um, 18 and 10 right now, right? That's they're still if they they're they're on pace to 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 surpass last year's mark, but by how much, right? Like if they if this team goes out and is 20, 21 and thirteen again, yeah, I'd say that's disappointing. You brought everybody back. Um, granted, you know, again, Big Twelve at big asterisk, but uh, it's still, regardless, you expected to be in that in the thick of that race. I was looking it up. We both had them going ten and eight in conference before the year. Yeah, yeah, they're seven and eight right now, so they have to go three and zero. Oh. Um, yeah. Which again, they've been Possible. good enough to do that. I wouldn't bet on it, right? I'd bet on two and one more, but, you know, eh, disappointing with a big asterisk. Because, again, I don't know if we expected the Big 12 to be this good this year. Well, the tournament will decide a lot. Also true. But, again, if they could get an eight seed and, you know, have to lose in the second round again, then I think it's safe to say it is a disappointment. But we'll see. All right. Who do you trust more right now (laughs) if the tournament started today, Baylor or Texas? I trust Baylor. Um, I, that I will say that Kansas loss concerned me a lot because what I thought was fixed defensively <laughs> turns out to not be fixed at all. <laughs> this team on the perimeter, no, Jonathan Chama Chachra can oh. only do so much. This team's perimeter defense is not good. Uh, um, they had zero blocks in that game. It, it was bad. It was bad. Um, blocks is one of my new favorite things to track because like it's it's not like steals to a degree where it's like yeah you know it can be fluky to a degree blocks Mm -hmm. obviously could be fluky but they a lot of times they show what your defense like how much you're bothering the offense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe it's because i'm over here at lsu and they don't have really 
put up any blocks and no resistance. So I <laughs> right. think I've kind of taken, you know, some um, some stock into that. But sure. yeah, Baylor's defense, man. After allowing 32 points in the first half, allows 34 points in the first 10 they minutes. They looked fantastic in that first half. I tweeted out that stupidly. I tweeted out that Baylor was my na- one of my national title favorites after that first half because like they're they were in control, yeah. right? Offensively carving up Kansas defensively holding their own against Kansas. And then Kansas is like, what if we just figured, what if we just actually attacked this defense? Mm-hmm. And it turns out, guess what? Jonathan Chamochachua is a great interior defender, but he ain't going to stop you if they have saloon doors on the perimeter just letting you go by. Um, I love Keontae George. He's not a good defender. I love Adam mm-hmm. Flagler. Not a very good defender. I love LJ Cryer. Really not a good defender. Like, it's a problem. And as you saw in this game, when the offense dries up, which, you know, it's still one of the best offenses in the country, but when the offense dries up a little bit, all of a sudden you can't count on the other end to get a stop and get you back out of that jam. So, yeah, I don't know. There were some moments in this game where I'm like, man, Keontae George, that's a top five, three pick coming up in the the draft. And then it was like – Damn, he has cement for feet on defense. <laughs> like we're we're saying this on a day where, I mean, LJ Cry didn't shoot great, but like right. you get, I I mean, what was it? They scored twenty of their eighteen of their first nineteen points for the like eight, that, yeah. all eighteen of the points I think uh, to start the game. It's some crazy mm-hmm. run to start the game. All were from Flagler, Cryer, and George, and so you had pretty good games from those three, and it just didn't matter. Because Kansas came out, and to be fair, Kansas was at home. It is very hard to beat Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse. Like that is um, part of the reason why I'm not trying. I don't. I don't want to overreact to this. But Baylor has been on an incredible run over mm-hmm. this past month. Like their losses were to Texas on the road and Baylor at the road on the road. Like that's it. So you take those away, and they've been really, really impressive. The problem is, in order for Baylor to win a national championship. They're going to have to be a team like Kansas or a team like Texas, and they haven't done that. They also got blown out by Marquette. They also lost to Virginia. You know, they've, they, they've against the top top teams in the country, which they're going to have to beat to win a national national title. I'm not sure their defense is good enough. Yeah, um, my thing. Here's my thing. So. I know point total isn't everything. Uh, We can look at a bunch of other numbers to figure out why this defense isn't great. But for just the layman out there, TCU, uh, I just did a quick, or TCU, uh, Baylor, I just did a quick little scan over the last two years, right? We always talked about that title team's defensive upside and then last year's team not being on the upside offensively, but defensively being great. The last two years, if they've scored 70, they've lost four games. This year, they've given up 70 and lost five, right? Like, again, point total isn't everything, but it just shows you a little bit of like that this team just offensively being really, really good at executing and then the defense just not being able to hold their end, even just a little bit, right? That's been the biggest thing is there, let me see, what are they at a Kempom now defensively? They are down to 88th in defensive efficiency in Kempom. They're second on offense. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's really fun to watch them. I sure. can't lie. I this is the, and, and again to go back to the question of of Texas or Baylor, I just don't know what I'm going to get from Texas at this point. Like they they come out and they could play fantastic like they do and just kick somebody's butt like they do to against West Virginia at home, right? Yeah. Beat them by 34, but then they could just stumble against Texas Tech and it's like where'd that come from? 
I mean, they almost lose to Oklahoma. They, yeah, that's true. Oklahoma. They almost lose to Oklahoma at home. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know. They beat Kansas state on the road. They show up pretty decently against Kansas um, on the road, which, you know, it's Kansas on the road. So whatever. Um, so I just don't yeah, know what I'm going to get. Right. Run. It wouldn't yeah. shock me if Texas has a better run than Baylor, but if I'm going to bet on somebody, I'm at least going to bet on the offense. That's I, uh, that I think is better right now. I think you worded that perfectly. That's exactly that's exactly where my head's at too. I just can't wrap my head around what makes Texas good. And there's so much, there's too many question marks I have with Texas at this moment. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Um, yep. Who does Texas end with? Let's see real quick. Um, Iowa State, Baylor, TCU, and Kansas. That is not easy. Yeah, that is going to be a fun I mean, stretch. Ken Palm has them going two and two, ending at 12 and six. I mean, probably bet on that. This all just ends up with Kansas winning the Big Twelve again. I was about to, I was about to say right now they're back in the first um, of the Big Twelve because of course they are. And what are they a half game up on Texas right now? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know what's their final run. Let me check it out. Uh, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas. Uh, honestly, yeah, you get West Virginia and Tech at home, and then you go on the road against Texas. Like you could, uh, they could ice that up by the time they go to Texas. Yeah, you know, rest rest the starters against Texas. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Load management. Load management for for Texas. That would be so disrespectful. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um. Uh. Quick shout outs. Texas A and M. I mean, I think they're in the field at this point. I don't get. Yep. Check, what does Lenardi say? Because I can't say anything without conferring with Lenardi. Is he? he oh, that's right. You remember he had him at the eighth seed in that Houston region that I had. So yeah, he has him okay. firmly in. All right, good. So they're in because, I mean, <laughs> they beat Arkansas at home and then they beat Missouri on the road. Speaking of Lenardi, I forgot to mention, uh, Texas Tech has them. He has their next four out. So they have technically they're about like if you want to count those, I guess seventh would be like that, that area. So they are creeping up, which is insanity. Let them beat TCU. Where this team was. If they beat TCU, they're in. I, I think so too. Saying. So we'll see. I, I said if they go seven eleven in conference, then I think they get in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Texas A and M's in. I mean, that's a really impressive win on the road at Missouri. Oh yeah. Just this team is tough. Tough. Twenty nine now in Ken Palm. I mean, this team just figured it out, and if uh, they have a pretty, we're recording on Tuesday. They host Tennessee, which is going to be an insane game. I'm assuming that's going to be a great home crowd for they them. T- tomorrow or today? Today. Today. Okay. So yeah, that's gonna be an insane game for them. A uh, good home crowd, a chance to continue to s- try to snip at the heels of Alabama. Um, I believe they're one game out of that. So yeah. we'll see. Um, you know, Reed's not an easy place to play at, so I wouldn't be stunned if they. Ken Baum has them as a one point underdog, but you know, we'll see. Uh, Reed Arena is pretty pretty fun when it's popping. Yeah. North Texas beat UTEP in overtime on the road. Um, UTEP led by 11 in the second half, and I thought it was over. Yeah. And then North mm-hmm. Texas just made, I think, like 10 straight shots or something like that, just refused to miss. And Tyler Perry, you know, went crazy. Tyler Perry mode. And uh, Kai Huntsbury's been great. Uh, it's been a revelation. They've won eight straight games. They're 14 and three in conference now. Um, some people have North Texas as like the next four out, like in like the, like the eight range, you know, of next mm-hmm. teams out. I'm going to maintain that I they are not making the tournament if they don't win the conference tournament. Yeah, however, it's just so tough, man. It's just so however, tough for those comp- not, tough. Uh, mid-majors. 
it is tough. It is tough. But hey, you know, you can't lose to Rice. So sure. I don't feel sympathy there. But regardless, if they do, let's just say they went out. Let's just say they ended at um, 17 and three. They beat Charlotte, Middle Tennessee, and Western, which is not going to be easy. But if they win those three games, I do think that secures them a pretty high seed in the NIT, if nothing else. Sure. So I think that will be. That's still very, very good for North Texas. Oh, yeah. We'll see. And I think Tyler Perry is probably officially running away with that player of the year. Who's even second right now? Who do they have? Jordan Walker? He missed too much time. I would say, yeah, I think statistically Jordan Walker, but yeah, he's just missed way too much. He's missed some time. I mean, he missed six games in a row. No, five games in a row. And then he came back and, I mean, he's been good, but he's been kind of inconsistent when you when you yeah when you're when you're doing what tyler perry is doing and you know that you're the focal point of that offense like i mean the thing is for for jordan walker not to talk about him too much but like yeah a lot of his stuff came in in the non-conference season he was averaging like 25 a game or so which he's still up there but he did have he had like an f a couple games this year where he just didn't show up and plus north texas is gonna if they end the year with four more three or four more wins than uab i think yeah he'll be in he'll be in a good spot to for sure to get it damn so that's going to be another player of the year for north texas jb on him with tyler perry good for them okay um oh i also want to give a shout out to a&m commerce for beating nichols state nichols state um thought they were tough and then played the texas teams of AM Corpus Christi and just continue to get slapped around. Just yeah. Well, they beat Incarnate Word, but we don't count that. That, that, Man, that doesn't it's count. Fine. It's fine. Incarnate Word doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have Texas in their, in their name. Yeah, so right. nobody knows where they're from. <laughs> right. Not from San Antonio. Uh, uh, but, anyways, Texas AM Corpus Christi. We talked about that. And then they had Texas AM Commerce beat them um, down here uh, in Nichols. So, uh, good one for Commerce, man. I think that puts them at. Eight and seven in conference play. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. They come off a four-game losing streak, streak too. So um, that's a good win. Corpus Christi and Commerce play on Thursday. That'll be a game, a good game. I don't – I mean, it's not for you know, title and for implications for Commerce, but we've talked about say, before. I think, I think Corpus, Corpus and Northwestern State are the two in that one. they lose? Uh, oh, did they, they did. Yeah, oh, they did. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Northwestern State lost to New Orleans. Steve Lutz, supremacy. Oh my gosh, Corpus Christi is going to do it. I mean, that game they play, we talked about before, they play twice. Yeah. No, 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 I'm sorry. They play one. They play February 25th. So mm-hmm. that'll be for the, the title pretty much. Yep. But, all right. To the women's side, North, well, we got just the whole conference USA in general. Yep. North Texas beat UTEP on, um, I don't remember when that was, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, like Saturday, whenever it was. North Texas beats UTEP 67 65. Then UTSA comes up to Denton, plays North mm. Texas mm. in the game of the week. Mm. And UTSA, Karen Aston, beat North Texas 68 67 in overtime. Jordan Jenkins. Jordan. 40 and 11. 40, 4 0, 40. 40, 40 of 68. Like this isn't, this isn't like in the NBA, someone's going 40 out of like 120. Right. It's 40 out of 68. So the crazy thing is, like, so I watched that whole game. Um, you know, shout out my colleague Ashley Pickle. She was on the call, so I was like, I'm out. It's I've been meaning to watch another UTSA game. She's on the call. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. And first half, 
it was great. It was like UTSA was sharing the ball. Alyssa Coleman, Sydney Love got involved. And the second half was like, nope, scrap all that. What 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 are we doing? And they just said yeah. Jordan Jenkins. It was the I don't know if you're young enough to remember the Hey Arnold uh, episode. Give the ball to Tucker, or it was uh, <laughs> so no, just give the ball I to. Of, I think of uh, Mark Davis, um, one of his skits uh, from RDC World, where they say, you know, "Oh, talk about the best player." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the best player wants to step off the court. He's right, like, he's like, what you doing? <laughs> Go back like, in there. Down 30. Like he steps yeah. off court, down 30. <laughs> anyway, that's how I yeah. think of No, that's, like, that's 100% what it was. Because it was like, like legitimately, they were doing really well at distributing the ball. Alyssa Coleman, I think, had like 12 points or whatever. She finished with 13. So she had like one extra point in the second half. And it was all Jordan Jenkins that entire half in overtime. Um, just absolutely filthy. Like she was unstoppable. They couldn't stop her when they tried to stop her. They fouled her. And yeah, it was, it was nasty. It was, uh, and then it, 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 for, if you're North Texas, you're disappointed. Cause like you just blew like a 27 point game from Quincy Noble, <laughs> who was like their only player on offense really. So yeah, I thought it was a pretty, um, uh, it, it, it was, you're frustrated at that happening. Cause Tamisha Lampkin had a pretty tough assignment um, defensively. She fouled out of the game, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was that was kind of it after after that. I mean, we knew it would be Noble versus Jenkins, like oh, yeah. two of the leading scorers in the conference at this um, coming into this. So we knew it was going to be that. We just didn't know one was going to score forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nuts, man. Points, dude. That is that is incredible. Forty points, man. <laughs> Do we have another forty point game? In Texas, I can't remember another forty-point performance this year. This year, I have no idea. Man. I'm probably forgetting someone. Like, I'll go check Marcus Sasser and like right. one of the Baylor guards or something putting up forty. But like, off the top of my head, I can't remember another person scoring forty points. Like, at this rate, they got like I know they're not gonna, they're probably not gonna finish above five hundred in conference. But like, no, they're six. Gotta give her Player of the Year, right? Like she's all they got on offense. Okay. Who, Middle Tennessee's running away at the conference. Let's see. I mean, Middle Tennessee, I assume, is going to have it. Like Middle Tennessee is right, right, right. Killing well, everybody like, in their path, except like at, the, at the very least, yeah, she's going to be first team all conference. But like at this point, yeah. what's the argument of not making her the conference player of the year? Let me, is it just the fact that their team isn't winning as much because she's doing everything? <laughs> all right. Middle Tennessee has four players averaging double figures. Savannah Wheeler's averaging 16.3. I don't care. I don't care. Mm. Jordan Jenkins mm. is averaging 20. <laughs> 20. Mm. Savannah Wheeler is a 5'6 guard. Put Jordan Jenkins on her. Play one on one for it. <laughs> one on one. Play one on one. Yo, for let's it. go. One on one. Play for it. It's a great question, though. 20 and she's question. averaging 20 and a almost eight in conference, Jordan Jenkins. Uh, with let me see, she I mean, heck, Quincy Noble's probably gonna be first team all conference, too. She's probably averaging like 18, 17. Uh, let me see, Quincy Noble is yes, uh, just under just under 17, but yeah, yeah, like so. she's insane, man. Like, I don't know, man. This is all this is all this is all they got. That's my point, right? Um, like Russell I mean, Westbrook first... at, in 2017 <laughs> when they won and they were the sixth seed. Right. right. No, 100%. Uh, first of all, it's, it's going to be nuts that they're going to have a first-team all-conference player at all at this record. Yeah. But that's what's definitely going to happen. But, yeah, it's just it's insane. She's, she's ridiculous. And they potentially got another year. 
out of her. Uh, or they do. She's a junior. So, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Enough. So, middle is 15 and 2. Mm-hmm. Three games ahead of anybody else here. Western's 11 and 5. UTEP's 10 and 6. Rice is 9 and 7. Like, we've talked about Rice and UTEP kind of being disappointing. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of the conference isn't very good. So, it sure. hasn't mattered. So they're going to end up being like two of the top four teams in the conference regardless. And just, you know, we'll see. The conference tournament is, again, what really matters. If you can win a couple games there and make the, tr- make the championship game, then we look on your season a little bit more fondly. Um, yeah. But North Texas I, being 7-10. I was about to say, this loss really, really hurts North Texas, in my opinion. Because, oh, yeah. like, we thought they were kind of and, – and granted, it doesn't ruin their season, but it makes it really makes things a lot tougher because they look like they're – they were on a they were on a good streak there when they beat Rice, right? And of course they dropped that three game losing they have the three game losing streak. And then they beat UTEP and they dropped that immediately. So it's like they've lost three of the last or four of the last five. And yeah, you still got middle coming up, right? And you lost you And, know, and Western, already. who's second. Jeez, that's a good point. So um, that's what I'm saying. If they yeah, beat Charlotte and lose the last two, they're eight and twelve in conference. Yeah. They've also they, I, I mean they've lost to let me see. They beat Western previously, but like you said, they've been a lot better that recently. Um, and they've lost to the other two already. And so it's like they 0-3 to finish out the conference is not out of the question. They cannot be in 7-13. 7-13, Jaylee Mitchell is on the hot seat. Hot, hot seat. That'd be hot, hot, that'd be hot seat. Yeah. So yeah, this, so, yeah, as 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 exciting as this was for UTSA, and it is because they got another validating win, This is, I think this is a worse loss for UNT than it was a better win. Yeah. Um, real quick shout outs. Well, <laughs> SFA lost to Southern Utah 67 59, mm-hmm. basically ending their hopes at a regular season title because Southern Utah is now up two games on them. Uh, it's disappointing, but I don't think we looked at this SFA team as being like the juggernaut yeah. that was going to roll through this conference. So it doesn't shock me that they're not going to win the conference, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, Wanted to mention that. And then TCU women's basketball got a win. <laughs> Hang the banner. They did it. They beat Kansas State 75 to 62. Print it in the newspaper. Absolutely. Do all those things. Shout out to TCU. The fire Shout still out going to them because I, I don't want to talk about them again. The fire still <laughs> going year. on back there, but we've kind of treated it like we put like some disco lights around and stuff like that. Right. So we turned it into like a little bit of a raid. So we pop some pop Malone some confetti out there. Yeah. We got Post we Malone got, just brought out 21 Savage. I was, again. I was about to say we're and, putting on uh, Post Malone. We've, we've turned it into a whole concert now. TCU now one and fourteen or whatever the heck they are. So, uh, vibe. They're just vibing now. It's all shout good. out shout out the Horn Frogs. They're, yeah. they're hoping nobody pays attention because the whole the whole football team, you know, being good, they're just like, right, just <laughs> it's like hey, look at that over there. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, we got disco lights over here. Be like, hey, don't look oh, at look us. Look at the men's team. They're disappointing, yes. huh? Damn. That's hey, crazy. you like 21 Savage? Here right. he is. Right here. Look at that. <laughs> don't look at us. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, there it is. There's the there's our rundown. Yeah. Um man, February 21st. I didn't know it was this late in February. Uh we're oh, almost man. in March. Almost in March. This is nuts. Probably let like see heck. a couple. Let me see the weekend slate real quick. Two, two or three more podcasts, and then the tournament time ish. Better March, get baby. yourself into form. I know. Oh, I got to start hitting our the damn, uh, uh, state championships next week. Start for me. Oh, that's right. It's already. Right. It's it's insane. Uh, let's see. Men's games tonight. Recording on Tuesday, so Friday we'll talk about 
uh baylor at kansas state probably that'll be a huge one uh Iowa that's a big state game for at, both those teams because kansas yeah. state's been slipping a little bit Iowa state at texas and then texas tech at oklahoma uh so yeah that'll be in uh friday's recap show on the women's side let's see tomorrow what do we got for wednesday assuming we got blah, 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 blah. uh if it loads same no, not Conference USA, not the WAC, uh, SEC, but I mean A&M. Dude, A&M is mm-hmm. not – A&M lost by like 40 to Missouri. Hey, look, we, hey, look, we, no, no, we, we, are, we already no, – no, no, we already got the – no, 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 we're, we're good. We talked about them. We, we kind of put them to the side over there. <laughs> they're not saying. quite TCU territory, right? They have excuses, but they're just Naya Barker's there. back, man. Can we like have a competitive game? Against Missouri, I don't. Know. Uh oh, we got. Uh oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, Sam against SFA on the women's side tomorrow. Right. Oh, well, that's a go. fun one. That's a fun one. Go. Okay, so yeah, I'll give that one, and then that's kind of it on the women's side, I think, for tomorrow. But yeah, we'll we'll find some other. Oh no, Kentucky at AM. So we'll if if they lose if we'll have a reason to talk about them Friday, right? So AM does play tomorrow. The women, so they got they got Kentucky at at Reed. So we'll probably have another reason to talk about them after that embarrassing loss. So there we Big go. Big week for AM. Yeah. Big week for AM. Oh yeah. See how see how it goes. All right. That's all we have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Leave us a five star rating and review wherever you are listening. Leave us uh, a like, comment, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube if you have not already. Follow us on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore and Ishmael R. Johnson. Um I know whoever's listening to this from Louisiana, happy Mardi Gras. And uh, we'll be back on Friday.